Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. It's, it's always wonderful to know that people are listening. And trust me when I tell you this is a show you want to listen to. My guest today is Pam Frieden. She is the Executive Director at the Culver Palms Meals on Wheels. Welcome to the show, Pam. Hi, Marcia. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. And, you know, this is, this is going to be a very informative show because we'll be talking about specifically uh, the Culver Palms Meals on Wheels, which is not very far from where I live personally. But we will also be, be, as we talk about Culver Palms, I want people to understand that Meals on Wheels is everywhere. So um, you may not be living near Pam and myself, but you may be considering, wow, this would be wonderful for somebody I know or perhaps as a volunteer. So I thought what we could do is just, let's just get to know you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again, Marsha. And uh, I really do enjoy talking about Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to let you know, I... You know, I come from the Midwest. I was born in Chicago, and I attended my local junior college there, and I became involved in retail advertising, uh, eventually leading me to working in pub, uh, for a publisher. In 1981, the publishing company transferred me to Los Angeles, and then after two years, they closed the operations. They asked me to go back to Chicago, but mm. I decided to stay in L.A. I mean, really, the weather, the geography, yeah. it was just beautiful. And I met my husband, and I worked for him for about 17 years in his dental practice. And then in 2008, a friend asked me if I wanted a part-time job working for Meals on Wheels. And I was feeling kind of like, okay, time for a change. And I took the job, and in 2000, um, and I worked for her until 2014, where I applied for the executive director position, and uh, that became available at Culver Palms, Meals on Wheels, and um, I've been here ever since. Oh, that's a great story. You know, Chicago's a great place to visit. I, I, I must tell you, I do like going to it's Chicago. It, it is a beautiful place to visit, but we're, those of us that were born and raised here um, really appreciate our weather, although we're all pretty sick of this gray sky, this what we call June gloom. Um, but yeah. anyway, that, that's now the, the weather report is now over. So let's talk specifically about your organization, um, and let's let, tell us about... Are the Culver Palms Meals on Wheels? 
Well, um, Culver Palms Meals on Wheels is on the west side uh, of Los Angeles. And we serve anybody who's familiar with L.A. We um, serve from Pico Boulevard down to LAX, which is about 40 square miles Mm -hmm. we serve. And it's a pretty big, you know, uh, population. Uh, And um, we started in 1974, uh, and well, it really began in 1973, uh, mm-hmm. there was a woman who was our founder, uh, one of our founders, uh, B. Griffin. She went on vacation to Europe, and there mm-hmm. she met a fellow traveler, and this uh, person told her about this meal program that they had in Pasadena, California. So when B came back, she really thought that it would be great for uh, her, and she wanted to help her city. And so she discussed it with her pastor at church, and um, and to work they went. And they used to meet every Tuesday night in 1973 at the Veterans uh, Memorial Building in Culver mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. They were joined by others, and... Um, there, you know, B would begin interviewing the volunteers needed, asking for the donations, uh, finding out people who needed the services. And then on April 1st, 1974, our, the first meal was served. That's so cool. You know, I didn't know that about a veterans building because you are really describing I actually live in your service area. But I remember going to the Veterans Building, and they have a full kitchen in there, don't they? They do. But yes, that's what I, the, yes. we used the hospital for the food at the beginning. The, uh, oh. At that time, I think it was Brotman Memorial Hospital. Brotman Memorial in Culver City, absolutely. Yeah. So we started there, and then mm-hmm. we moved over to uh, Grace Lutheran Church, and they had a full uh, kitchen. And we cooked the meals from, I think, halfway through 1974 through 20, 2004. Okay. Wow, so we were doing that, our own cooking up until that time. Wow. And where, now where we was ordered that? the meals. Where, 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 that, uh, was, that was at a church, you said? Yeah, it's uh, Grace Lutheran Church. We've been here since 1974. Okay. And that's well, on have... Overland over Overland just south of the veteran building. Right. Okay. I do I am familiar with that location. So, you know, let's talk about let's talk about your location. Although I'm sure mm-hmm. the benefits are very similar across the country because we will talk about that as well. But okay. I wanted to tell us about the benefits that you guys provide. Well, you know, first and foremost, when people come to us, many of them, you know, are have been going without food. So, mm. of course, the number one um, item we serve here is nutrition. All our mm-hmm. meals are made under uh, where we purchase the meals. Um, they're all made under um, the eyes of a special dietitian. Uh, also in compliance with the City of Los Angeles, the public health. And um, when people get here, it's, um, 
you know, some of them, like I said, have been going without food. And Mm -hmm. uh, we supplied that. But, you know, it's always more than just a meal, you know. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we, all of the meal programs around the United States and everywhere, we all know it's more than just a meal. Because for many of these people, we, you know, our volunteers, when they go out, that might be the only person they see that day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so not only are they bringing the meals, but they're bringing a little bit of talking, uh, companionship, easing that isolation. You know, people who are homebound, um, you know, live very, you know, it's it's very lonely for them. Sure. So, you know, what occurs to me is, because I'm literal, um, and I heard you say that those, the folks that come to you, they don't actually physically come to you, right? You, They hear about you. They don't physically come to your location because they're having things delivered to them. Am I correct about that? That is correct. So what okay. we do is we, do, we bring the meals to them. They get mm-hmm. to decide what kind of meals they want. Do they want a frozen meal? Do they want a hot meal? Do they want a combination? Okay. Uh, sometimes people want the frozen meals on the weekend. So, um, you know, depending, you know, but it's our volunteers who really um, are right up make it front happen. and mm-hmm. center. Make it happen. I mean, we would be lost without our volunteers. Sure. So, you know, you know what that, occurs to – go ahead. I'm sorry. Let, let me let go you ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, what I was thinking is, okay, so you're a senior citizen. You're homebound. Perhaps you're not – it's not easy for you to get out of bed. Maybe you can't stand at the kitchen sink and wash dishes or fix your food. But you probably – I'm generalizing now, so I want you to correct the part that I might be getting incorrect – you may not be all that computer savvy, and you may not even really know how to go about to get this help. Do you think most physicians know about your organization if they have, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how do people other than family members, is basically is that how your seniors learn about you is through their families? We do receive many calls from families. Um, the calls range there, uh, like the hospitals, for instance. They have mm-hmm. their discharge nurses. We'll get calls from there. We'll get calls uh, for our group through the Department of Aging. Uh, in L.A., we have a 211 service, and if people are looking for meals, um, the Department of Aging will refer them to the correct zip codes. It's all based on where you live in Los uh-huh. Angeles. In other mm-hmm. areas like, let's say, San Diego or San Francisco, there's maybe one big program in each town like that. But in L.A., there's like around, I think, 48 to 63 different meal programs, so it can get a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um that's why, you know, our Meals on Wheels of America, um, they are leadership organization. They make it, try to make it easy with, uh, if you go call them, they can hook you 
up with mm-hmm. any meal program in the United States. Oh, that's so, terrific. Um, yeah, all they have to do is put in their zip code and they're, they can find they're out where go. they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, um, you were saying the referrals to, uh, you know, we serve not only seniors, but I always like to uh, let people know it's also disabled people. And it's people, maybe you live alone, you're in the city, and you broke your arm, and you can't prepare your food. Mm-hmm. And your family's not here. I mean, no one's here to help you. You can call us, and on a temporary basis, we can also take care of you if you're recovering nice. from surgery. So we, we, we're able to expand it and not just cut it off. Um, at the senior level, usually a lot of programs start at age 60. We'll take somebody 45 if there's a need or if they're disabled. Oh, that's really that's really good to know. And I'm I'm thinking about I'm just thinking about the practicality. So my guess is, so you can correct my thinking here. Mm-hmm. The people that we're talking about that you're serving whether they're the seniors or, as you just mentioned, the disabled, um, do they typically all live alone? Um, Many of them do. We do serve some uh, people who do have family members nearby, but in this day and age, everybody's working. Right. So sometimes what will happen is, um, you know, we're providing that lunch and they're there for their dinner. Got it. Oh, see. Yeah. So you, thank yeah, you. That's so, a real. That's a measure of clarity for me because I'm thinking. Well, so what are you going to do? You're going to bring dinner for Susie, but also Susie's mom and dad that are. You know, that's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> so yeah. you can bring meals. Do you? So is there is there the opportunity for them to get meals three day three meals a day, or are they limited to that? Well, no, I mean, we, I've had some people who did uh, have, who live alone, and uh, we, uh, you know, sometimes they say, well, I just don't want the one meal. Usually it's one hot meal or a frozen meal, depending on their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, but they might say, well, gee, you know, I want something for later on, so can I get two meals delivered? Uh-huh. And we'll go ahead and deliver the two meals for them so, to make sure that they, they're they covered for both their lunch and dinner. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, you think about this, and, and there, there's already they're already dealing with so much already. And perhaps that meal and that person, maybe it's the only person they've seen, you know, the whole day. And... Um, so, exactly. so anyone, so when when we talk about can anyone receive meals on wheels, the answer is, I'm sure that what you're going to say to me is that there must be some process, right? Because can anyone receive meals on wheels? Well, we do have. I mean, we we try to limit it to really home homebound people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people with need. That's our first qualifier. Um, and, you know, we, we take it case by case, person Mm -hmm. by person, um, and our intake is so easy. We do everything over the phone. We make it easy for them. 
Uh, and um, we'll get detailed if we have to. I mean, we have our series of questions we ask, and but if there's mm-hmm. a need, we will serve. Gosh, and, so yeah, that's that's really remarkable when you think about. I mean, if you think about on a global situation where we are today. The fact, and because you know what what was what was what was used to hear that you don't know what goes behind closed doors, and perhaps you know you don't even realize that your neighbor isn't getting food, maybe because they've been housebound and and or you you know who knows what what the circumstances are, but the bottom line is they're hungry and they need to eat, and yeah. if they're getting medication and you need to um take food with your medication and all those different things. I would think that you would mention the Department of Aging, which I think is a great tool as well. You can call 211. I presume that you could be the family member calling in um, to support your family member regarding this, correct? Absolutely. Oh, see, you know, you could be living in Chicago and your your Mm -hmm. parents are here, right? That could be how that works. Exactly. So... It's really interesting, and I'll tell you, for people who um, don't, you know, like their parents are here in L.A. and they live somewhere else, having the service is such a relief for them because Mm -hmm. they know that every day someone's looking in on their parents. Right. Every day. And if we see something, like all of a sudden John's not answering the door, we go into emergency mode. Mm -hmm. You know, how come John's not there? Or, you know, um, maybe food never got picked up, a volunteer left it on the door. They let us know. We try to contact him during the day. Um, We don't like to do that, but once in a while that happens, and then all of a sudden... Uh, the food's there. So we go into this emergency mode, either um, calling, we have family contacts, do we know what's happening, did he go into the hospital last night? Sometimes it can be as, oh, he had a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he forgot to get his food. I, you know, there's, um, but the most important thing is, um, you know, at the end of our day is that has everybody been fed? Right. Um, and ma- making sure with that. Uh, but going back to the families, you know, I, mm-hmm. I personally, and, and this is one of the reasons why I got involved with Meals on Wheels, too, is because I had a mom in Arizona and I was here in L.A., and every time something happened, I'd have to drive or fly into Arizona. And I tried to get, uh, and in her small town, there was no food delivery. Oh, my goodness. So I had to pay someone to do her shopping, cooking, organize her, you know, medicines, and do all that. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I've seen... You know, with Meals on Wheels, the services that we provide and how we really help the families from out of town. Um, we, I, I remember one particular man um, who I, uh, in fact, lived in uh, your neck of the woods, uh, mm-hmm. was all alone, and I caught his daughter, uh, stepdaughter called, 
and um, we got him on food. And to see, she go, she was amazed because of the change in his life. He went mm. from a recluse, not talking to anybody, to finally talking to the neighbors and talking with the volunteers. In fact, one of our um, one of our volunteers. Uh, she became a volunteer because of him, and she was his wow. neighbor. Huh. So, it, you know, when you see people's lives change like that, uh, and it, it's, to me, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole story for Meals on Right. It's, 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 it's marvelous. And I just might mention, for those of you that are listening, um, there is... There is a website for the Culver Palms Meals on Wheels. It's really just simply Meals on Wheels Culver Palms dot org, and I'll make sure that that's in the blog um, when we're through. Oh, thank you. So that people can do that. There's a. I will also make sure that if people want to donate, if people want to volunteer, they are able to do that. And we'll be talking about Meals on the Wheels America. You had mentioned that at the top of the hour for people that do live somewhere else. Um, so exactly. I, I sort of see this, frankly, as a win-win. So, so did did I understand you correctly? Is there some form of an application process to get the whole thing going? Well, all a person has to do in our office is give us a call, and we take all the information over the phone. I see. Um, and we we take basic information: name, address, birth date. We love the birth dates. Sometimes they don't like. Oh, the sure. Um, but um, when they do call, um, you know, we, we like because we like to give out birthday gifts to our clients. Oh, our that's oldest nice. client right now is a uh, hundred and three years old. Oh my goodness! Wow. I know it's it, and it's uh, so interesting. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about families calling in. I sure, just please. Just my mind. Senior moment here. Okay. <laughs> I understand, and uh, I apologize for this um, dry cough I'm doing. I, I am sorry that this is happening, but we are live, and it's just as my husband would say, it is what it is. I'm drinking some water, and I'm <clears throat> doing my best. Um. But so is I mean, like, do you do you get like the names of their doctors or any of those kinds of things? Well, you know, we're going to be starting to move towards that. Uh-huh. Um, the whole idea is how can we help the people, and mm-hmm. and I think in about five years' time, there there's going to be a shift in the Meals on Wheels program where we will be working directly with, like, the insurance companies, the mm. doctors. Everything will be focused on the patient, on the client. So that, for instance, we go, we deliver the meals to John. And mm-hmm. John has always, you know, been really happy at the door. Hi, how you doing? Thank you for the meals. And everything's going along. One day we go and deliver the meals to John. All of a sudden, John doesn't look so good. Mm. And so, hmm, John, you feeling okay? Yeah, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. And so we leave John, but 
that lets our volunteers, hey, something's happening with John. Mm-hmm. The volunteer calls the office. We, in turn, can call the emergency contact, the family contact, and say, hey, you know, your dad's not looking too well today. And, huh, that's interesting because I just took him to the doctor yesterday and they changed his medicine. Oh. Oh, we call the doctors. They give us permission. I mean, this is all, you know, all has to be worked out with HIPAA and everything. Right, right. What we would do is contact the doctor's office and say, hey, John didn't look so well today, blah, blah, blah. And the doctor says, hmm, I better get him in you know, for uh, an appointment to make sure he's okay. Now, this is an ideal situation. Sure. The doctor gets him in and finds out, yeah, the medication isn't right for him or maybe he's having an allergic reaction to it. Sure. Therefore, saving us taxpayers, and it's always Mm. about the money sometimes, Yeah. But it saved him from going into the hospital three days later with um, an ambulance, maybe. Hmm. So, you know, if we're catching things before they occur and helping in that process, because we're the ones with the access to the client every day. Right. The doctor's not seeing him every day. Sure. Nor is that and the family, family if they live away, they're not <clears throat> mm-hmm. seeing him every day. You know, so that's where I think maybe in about five years we'll be able to move in that kind of direction to help the person entire, you know, in whole. And, if there's and a husband, the, if there's a husband and a wife living in that home, or a, mm-hmm. two sisters, or two families, there's more than one person living at this area, can you bring food for both? Oh, gosh, yes. In fact, okay. I have one, I have an 89-year-old uh, veteran who, um, they have a nice little home, and um, his wife has Alzheimer's. Mm. And it's it's sad, and he tried to put her in a home for a while, but it just, didn't work, and uh, what happens is uh, he's um, you know he's a little compromised mm-hmm. uh, being eighty well eighty nine and he uh, has has a slight problem uh, walking, um, but uh, if we didn't bring them meals, he said Pam we couldn't stay in our home. He goes I yeah. can't do I can't do the cooking too. And so this is really keeping them in their home, you know, where they want to be. You know, it's, um, you know, and we look in on them. We know, you know, who they are and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the man, you know, I know he has a heart condition. He has an injured knee, um, you know, which, you know, compromises his mobility. Mm -hmm. But... um, you know, being the primary caregiver for his wife with advanced Alzheimer's. I mean, that's pretty that's hard, a lot. but um, they they do have some help. We were able to connect them with some city uh, programs, and he is mm. getting some help too. But they didn't want to be separated. They've been married for fifty right. years, right? You know, so 
you know, as long as it's safe to do so, they're together, and um, we look in on them. Um, you know, we also have, you know, a call program, a wellness call program where one of our we have volunteers who will call and. I know one of our volunteers will talk to this guy for, you know, 30 minutes on end just to mm. give him some extra special attention, you know. so That's um, really nice. Yeah. That, I mean, Usually, that really helps with the isolation, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, and being alone and being a caretaker is so hard. I, I went through Alzheimer's with my mother-in-law. And, you know, I, I saw what it's like to go from being a vital person who traveled the world, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, her former self. But we all promised that mom would never go into um, a facility. She never mm-hmm. wanted that, and we promised. So we brought you know, nurses in. I brought Meals on Wheels in. We checked in with her and... Um, you know, my husband, uh, being a dentist, he was in charge of uh, the uh, medicines and another brother was involved with nursing, you know. So, you know, we put it all together, but it's taxing on an individual. Sure. So, uh, like with Robbie, we always, you know, give make sure we're spending extra time with him because mm-hmm. uh, he needs it. Yes. So... Who, so who actually cooks the meals, and, and how are they prepared? Well, we buy the meals, like I said, up until 2004. We used to do our own meals here in the mm-hmm. uh, church's kitchen. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, um, it just became too expensive. We had a retool, and we just didn't have the money to redo a kitchen. So uh, many of the... Uh, programs here on the west side. We all use this one vendor, and it comes through St. Vincent's uh, Meals on Wheels. They Uh have a beautiful kitchen downtown, and we all order our meals through them. Uh, And um, they're all under the guise of a nutritionist and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, approved by the city and the county. And that has to be by the county of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the meals come to us. They are um, they have to be recorded temperatures when they arrive here in our office, and temperatures are taken. Then what we do is they come in bulk to us. Then we take them out and put them in our individual routes. Like right now, we have 14 routes in our area, like I said, from Pico to LAX. Mm-hmm. So um, we we put them, our volunteers, we have special packer volunteers that come to the office, and they pack the meals and get them ready for all the volunteers to pick up. So when you receive them from um, St. Vincent's, um, mm-hmm. And they don't instantly go out um, when they arrive, I presume. Am I, maybe that's a presumption oh, no, they, I shouldn't I'll presume. tell you. The, oh, no, they go out. I'll tell you. The meals get here at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, 
It takes us 20 minutes to get them into their thermal containers because we have to maintain the temperature also. That's my question, sure. Yeah, no, we, we have to get, everything has to be done one, two, three. Once the meal's here, it is like a fine machine, I always say. It. Uh, I had a company in Johnson Johnson one time uh, volunteering, and the production manager was here, and he says, oh, my God, you guys are so efficient. And I was, like, so proud of our team uh, mm. because it, we, we get it done in 20 minutes max. All the frozen, all the colds, all the hot meals are packed, and um, they're ready to go out. So when a volunteer comes, they're going to be taking a hot uh, container, thermal container. They have mm-hmm. their cold uh, container and uh, with all the frozen and the cold packs and juice and milk, and off they go. So everything's all lickety split. That's interesting. So then the meals are typically then delivered in the morning, basically. In the morning. Yeah, by <clears throat> 11 o'clock, all our meals are out. And uh, the routes, they usually, our volunteers get back between 12.30 and 1 o'clock. Okay. So it's so, like about a two-hour procedure. Right. Yeah, window. Right. So... Well, that well, that's kind of cool because in that way the family members know, uh, mom, dad, you know, the food's going to come sometime around eleven or twelve, and it's mm-hmm. going to be enough for your lunch, and it's going to be enough for your dinner, for today. In other words, does it come? How how often do they get delivered? Well, again, you know, uh, we'd like to give people choices here. Mm-hmm. Now, some people just want the frozen meals, mm-hmm. and when I say frozen meal, the meal itself will have a starch, a protein, a, a vegetable. We also give them milk and juice. Okay. So they're going to have that, and um, they will um, – I lost my train of thought here again – well, I asked um, you how often are they delivered. So, in other yeah, words, so, so they're basically people, getting delivered every day? And we deliver Monday through Friday. Some I people see. will only want to be de- uh, have meals Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Because, okay. um, and, and here's something I always advise, and this is going back to family members. That's what I wanted to say. This this mm-hmm. is when I lost my other train of thought. There you go. When Let's family bring it members, back. Yeah, thank you. It comes around in full circle. Of course. So when family been... members call, a lot mm-hmm. of times they're dealing with a parent, and, and I'm going to be very honest here. Sometimes when you're in your 80s and you've lived a very independent life, you have been self-sufficient. The idea of taking on... Uh, a food program, it's you know makes one can make one feel like um, I'm getting old. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't able, want to. I'm in the, uh, yeah, and it, it just can affect them. So what I always try to tell family members: make it their choice. 
try to say, hey, mm-hmm. Dad, you know, you're, you're slowing down a little bit. Make it easy on yourself. Why don't you try this meal program? But, you know, maybe just three days a week. Mm-hmm. And especially if the parent is really obje- objecting to this idea, you know, doesn't want this whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know, suggest one or, you know, two or three days a week to get him used to the idea. And sure enough, I have seen this happen over and over again where they start off real slow and all of a sudden, hey, I really like those meals. Can I have more? Right. And and then they're going the full five days. And for those people who need meals on the weekend, we double up our meals on Thursdays and Fridays for them. Nice. So that nice. they have meals to cover them the whole week. So there's all ways you can approach it. But I always believe doing it, starting off slow, if mm-hmm. they're not open to the idea, and and see how it goes from there. And, the and other there's thing no we charge, our, Pam? There's no charge well, for this? You know, well, I wish there was no charge. Obviously, we have to pay for the meals. Well, yeah. And Yeah, so uh, how do we continue paying rent, phone, insurance, volunteer insurance, delivering the food, buying the meals? And, you know, it's, you have to run, run the program. And there Certainly. are program costs. But we also know seniors are struggling. Now, in our, in our world, when all is said and done and that meal is delivered, it cost us about $9.67 to produce a meal. And we know seniors don't have that kind of money. So we will ask if they can afford, excuse me, $7.50. Mm-hmm. And then we just take it down to where they can. And, and if they say no, well, you know, we do ask, how are you getting your food now? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the person will say, well, I order in from the restaurant. Well, That's $7 is a lot less than a restaurant today. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So, you know, we try to have the conversation, but we never want to be a, have them have food be a burden, you know, to pay sure. for it. So we do sure. have a sliding scale, and we do go out and we fundraise, you know, to accommodate those people who are truly, truly cannot afford meals. We right. never want to be able to turn, <clears throat> never want to turn anyone turn away it, because they can't contribute. And I would say 54% of our clients today were subsidizing. Hmm. Well, the other um, thing I was thinking about, Pam, is so there's dad and mom or mom or dad or whomever, but but they are diabetic or they have hmm. something that is going to require a specific diet. In the process of getting to know your client, are those questions that you discuss with them ahead of time? Absolutely. We, we even discuss their likes and dislikes. You know, That's we, what add, I was we double check yeah. for. Yeah, we ask. You know, first of all, allergies very mm-hmm. important. Um, you have your allergies. Um, does your doctor recommend you to be on a special diet? And we can do medically ta- most medically tailored diets. And then we'll go into: Do you have any special dislikes? You know, some people like broccoli, some people don't. 
Right. So, you know, we try to list those. And then I always let the client know that if you get a dish that you do not like, call the office, and should that dish come up in rotation again, we will try to find a substitute for you. Wow. We might God, not for 100%, <clears throat> but, you know, at least, you know, it's like taking the time to listen to them, taking the time to find out what they really want, mm-hmm. I think is so crucial Absolutely. To the meal program. And that's what we do. And some people, you know, might have about 30 dislikes. I'll tell yeah. you, that could be challenging. <laughs> Certainly. Well, we uh, like children. Back. Well, yeah. so now the food's arrived. Um, does mm-hmm. the person that's receiving the meals need to be home when they are delivered? Like maybe they have a doctor's appointment or something? <clears throat> well, if they have a doctor's appointment, we ask them to let us know. And there's a few mm-hmm. ways we can go about that, either reschedule and have two meals delivered the day before for them mm-hmm. so that when they get home from the doctors, they have a meal. Uh, if they're going to be missing us, for, and this is where we will leave the meal on the door, uh, mm-hmm. is if they're out at the doctor's and the doctor's office ran a little bit late, they'll give us a call and we'll say, okay, we'll leave it and just make sure. But um, we prefer that the people be at home to receive the meals. Sure, that makes sense. Especially, and I just frankly will refuse to leave food during the summer months when it's, you know, 99 or 100. Sure, sure. Way to uh, full, bo- uh, you know, bacteria and everything. We Absolutely. gotta keep them healthy. <clears throat> well, the other thing I was thinking about. So now the food arrives, whether mm-hmm. it's frozen or it's not frozen. I'm I'm a, I'm a disabled person, so you've brought the food to me, but I can't heat it. I, I I'm not going to eat it till later for dinner, so. Is, does this mean it goes in the microwave? Does it go in the oven? Does it go on the stovetop? How am I heating this food if it's going to be hot and I'm somewhat disabled? Right. Well, that's <clears throat> one of the questions we asked. Are you able, one, to answer mm-hmm. the door? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if not, and we do have a few people who are bedridden and their mm-hmm. door is open and our volunteers will go in and bring them their food directly to their bedroom or place it on the um, table and have it all set up for them, and then they'll come, you know, at their convenience. Or we'll put it in the refrigerator, and they'll have somebody else heat it up for them later. All Um, right. We try to, you know, we do it on a case-by-case, what is it you need, Mm -hmm. Um, wow, but so accommodating. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's hard being yes, homebound. Indeed. It's hard when you're disabled. It's it's you know. So can we make it easier for you? Mm-hmm. And yes, and that's absolutely. what our, I we try we try to do with our and our volunteers. I mean, our volunteers are the salt of the earth. Okay. Um, just. Just fantastic and loving, kind people, and hmm. um, 
And it's an honor when they come back and tell me a story about what's happening with the certain Uh, Oh, I bet. Yeah, I'm always, um, because I I love to be out there, but once they know who I am, you know, it takes me about three hours to get a rush (laughs) when I have to go, so everybody wants my ear. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. You're so funny. So besides meal delivery, do you offer other programs? Well, like I I think I briefly mentioned, we do have a wellness call program. And one of my board members, um, because I am a part-time uh, employee, um, they, she took it on uh, to develop the Wellness Call program. And that is a, a group of volunteers who will make phone calls to our clients uh, just to do a check-in to see how they're mm-hmm. doing. Um, like I said, uh, it's really kind of funny because when I was thinking about Robbie, we have uh, one of our volunteers, his name is Brady, and, you know, he'll talk 30 minutes plus uh, telephone Mm -hmm. conversations with Robbie just to, you know, check on his well-being, and they have these lively discussions, Brady reports, you know, and... um, and then Brady, you know, um, Robbie always ends it with, hey, Brady, you want to hear a good joke, you know. So, oh. um, you know, th- those are the things. But at the same time, they're also communicating their needs. Like mm-hmm. maybe, hey, I need some depends. Right. You know, and so what we will do is we'll put out the word, hey, John needs depends. Anybody want to volunteer, you know, because we, we have to go on donations. You know, our mm-hmm. our mission is the food. We, mm-hmm. Our job is to make sure nobody goes hungry. But we mm-hmm. do provide other things. Or if we know somebody's a little bit under the weather, maybe we'll send them a bag with a can of soup, some Kleenex, you know, and a nice. get well card. Oh man! Um, like I said, we do birthday cards for all our clients. Um, you know, or, or maybe somebody just needs the pickup, and it's really nice because we work with community groups, and a bunch of kids made some get well cards um, not too long ago, and I said, oh, we should be passing these out. Anybody who needs, uh, you know, a little, little pick-me-up kind of. Right, right. So um, that was from the local high school, and and then we work with um, grammar school. And, you know, our clients love to receive cards and little uh, things the kids make. You know, it gives them joy because you know, many of them don't have anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you really look at it, they're living in a dark little apartment, and um, or you know their home, and you can always tell a senior's home kind of because it's the one that might not be mowed, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. might be Black lacking cap. certain. Yeah, right. you can you can tell, and so let's try to make it nice for them. So that's yeah. that's what we try to do, and plus we do re- we will refer. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if a client goes missing um Ooh. you know i have had to 
all of a sudden they're not there and we're like okay or we go and the doors open they're not there we get a little concerned um or we've gone two days in a row and nothing and so we have utilized the LAPD for mm-hmm. wellness checks to go in to make sure nothing happened and that's the other thing if John always answers the door and John mm-hmm. doesn't answer the door that day, like I said, we call the family. And I, I remember one time, um, you know, the client didn't answer and called the family, and Dad should be there. Okay, well, we're going to head over there right now. Sure enough, they found their dad on the floor, and oh, he broke boy. his shoulder and couldn't get up. Right. But because, thank God, they lived close by, they could get him to the hospital and he was sure. okay. But how long would he have laid there if right. it wasn't for Meals on Wheels? Mm-hmm. That's, that's and I so have true. seen that over and over. And um, that's why we always say it's more than just meals. Yeah, you come. One thing I love <laughs> about my job is I come in, I never know what's going to happen. Yes, I'm sure that's day, true. You know? <laughs> I, I'm looking at your website, <clears throat> and I know that we're, you know, we're approaching summertime now. With schools are going to be out, and I see that you have um, some opportunities for even students to sure. um, to help. So they can contact you through your website as well. I see that there are Absolutely. some age restrictions. So <clears throat> depending upon their age, if they're under the age of 18, I believe that's when you say, but they have to be accompanied by their parent. Is that is that right. part of that? And and you know what? That's what I did. I mean, that's kind of mm. how I got started with the whole understanding really? the Meals on Wheels. My hmm. son uh, needed community service hours when before he was going into high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made some phone calls, and I had him sign up for Meals on Wheels, and then I said, well, let me drive. Mm -hmm. So we would spend every Friday delivering meals. Oh, wow. And afterwards, we would have, take them out for hamburger and french fries. Uh, Mm -hmm. Didn't do too well for me, but it was great for him. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he, uh, you know, it it really impacted his life, I know, Mm -hmm. It started me when I got the call from my friend to come work for her. I was like, hmm, this is interesting because I did enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was a bonding time. So for mm-hmm. parents, you know, like before he went into high school, because once they go into high school, they think, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. And, uh, yeah, I lost track of him in high school. Uh and it was it was great, um, and it was a real. And you know, my son's thirty now, and he mm-hmm. looks back. He goes, "Those were really good times, mom." Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a it was a good summer. I mean, he got the president's award for service hours that year, oh, and that nice. was kind of nice. Um, and uh, you know, for parents, you know, you want to get your kids off that um, that uh, electronics. You know, it's a nice right. thing to go spend a couple hours and uh, drive around, deliver meals together. We we Absolutely. always welcome families. 
and I've seen a lot of families, and it's fun when the families return and the kids start growing. Of course, uh-huh. I start feeling older, but you know, <laughs> uh, but it's oh, great to funny. see. Yeah, I'm sure it is. How do you have a sense of how many people you serve in a in a week's time? Oh uh, well, we we serve a, a hundred. We, right now, we have close to a hundred and forty-five clients. Okay. Wow, that's a um, lot. We could, yeah, well, it is. Uh, we mm-hmm. when I first started, we're at sixty. So wow, and then we did a huge jump during COVID. Yeah, and I didn't bet. think. You know, I always thought one hundred and twenty was our cap with our part time staff because there's only three of us here. There's myself, mm. uh, my program coordinator, Suzanne, and my volunteer coordinator, Dave. And we're all part-time employees. So wow. I really thought, oh my gosh, what's going to happen with all these people coming? But the program itself is so structured and aligned that we haven't really had you know, to increase time we increased time a little bit, but, um, you know, we haven't had to hire people. And we do rely on volunteers. I mean, I have an assistant, you know, who comes in and helps me with all the office work. Um, And, you know, thank you. I'm sure that's a uh, lot. Yeah. I mean, we rely on volunteers. It takes about 850 volunteer hours uh, that's, that's really something. Um, for those people that are listening, what's the best way they can help support your program? Well, uh, first of all, we're always in need of volunteers for those mm-hmm. who live locally. Um, and, you know, it is a two-hour commitment between the hours of 11 and 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So for those who work, that can be hard, but always people who have social media uh, experience, they can help us. Uh, we're a little bit slow with our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but really the most important thing right now with the way the economy is going, we're seeing an increase in costs with the food. Had some food supply problems also. Um and with that rising and with the seniors starting in last September, we're seeing more and more seniors needing our help because even on a just don't have the money to pay for a meal. I mean, you're barely getting your rent taken care of or your medicines, and there's mm-hmm. very little left. And, you know, people say, well, they have a house. Well, they still have to pay taxes on the house. Right. Right. You well, know, you have to pay for your electricity. Comes, yeah, your electricity and all this. So there's very little left. Um, and so, um, a real rise. I mean, we went from 35% of needing financial help to over 52% now. Wow. There might be 54 by now. But um, so donations are, are so needed just to keep the program going. Um, We rely on the community. We do not get federal funding. Some programs do receive county money or uh, federal money, 
Um, we do not. We're totally okay. dependent on our community. Okay. Um, I wish I could tell you that our, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty right now. Just for those of you that okay. are listening to this, there is some. There's been some sound distractions that are you're kind of cutting in and out. So, um, what's important for people to know is that all of what you're saying is available on your website, and Absolutely. that and 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 but but for people. You mentioned a little bit earlier for people that are not living locally, um, where do they go again to find um, a location near their home? Is it um, Meals on Wheels America? Is that where they go? MealsOnWheelsAmerica.org. And on their website, um, there's uh, a place that says Find Meals. Uh And they can go right in there and uh, put their zip code in and they will tell them, that person who their closest meal programs, um, meal program, is, which program is theirs. And sometimes there's, there can be a few listed mm-hmm. because everybody's got different boundaries and stuff. But well, the other thing to- I was thinking, Pam, is that not only is that where somebody could go if they require services, but... Also, that's where people can go that want to volunteer as well, correct? Absolutely. Find the closest they place do. near you. <clears throat> yes. Um, and uh, they do have a referral. Like if you put in your zip code, they will send us the, uh, your information. There's a little form there they can sign up to volunteer. And they mm-hmm. forward it to all the, I mean, there's like 5,000 um, programs uh, that wow. we all belong to with um, Meals on Wheels America. So, um, That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. About communi- yeah, community-based programs in the United States. Amazing. In the country. And so, we're as- all, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you finish. No, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 I keep interrupting you. You you were finishing. Your, I think you you said that we are, and I, I presume you're saying we, you're all um, looking to do the same thing in your communities, exactly. is what I presume. Mm-hmm. All addressing the senior <clears throat> hunger and isolation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a, it's a Meals on Wheels of America is a great organization. Yeah. And, um, you know, we pay a membership fee for them. But in return, mm-hmm. you know, they help us with funding, with leadership. Nice. Um, you know, they um, and they they really support us. I mean, because they they know they got they know what's happening from mm-hmm. all of us because we tell mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yes, of course and they you also, do. You know, what's really nice is um, when Congress or the Senate comes up and uh, the Older Americans Act is. Out in present, I mean, they're they're advocating for our seniors as well with Congress, with the Senate. So um, they do a great service to all our programs. That's wonderful. So in these last couple of minutes, and I know we're just about at the top of this hour, <clears throat> if you could encapsulate this, what would you say is what you enjoy most about your work? In 60 seconds or less. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's do That's this. funny. Um, no, I have, no, to, no, I have to honestly say it's when I've seen a life change. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's what gives me the most pleasure. You know, my my dad taught me to always be giving. I was a candy striper when I was 15, oh, yep. so I was in the yep. hospital at that time. Um, but sometimes I'll, I'll, I can receive a call or a card from a client, and it will just, you know, melt my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing that life, one life at a time, is being changed that's the most important work we have here, and that's what it gives must, me the most yes. joy. I, it's you know, a lot as you say than this, advertising. Oh, Pardon for me? sure. And what 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 occurs to me as you're saying this, truly, my hand is covering my heart because I can feel it. I understand what you're saying. I understand what that must make you feel at the end of the day when you're closing your eyes and you're just thanking God for your day and yep. and realizing that because of what you do and your team and your volunteers let's not I you yep. haven't underestimated the value of your volunteers lives are changed and people yep. are living longer because of what you do it's phenomenal Pam thank you Marsha <clears throat> I, you know it's um it gives you good satisfaction good I'm satisfaction sure it does. yeah I'm sure your dad would be all so about. proud. I'm, yeah, I you know, I am proud of my team and everyone mm-hmm. around here and mm-hmm. other groups. We're all doing the same thing and it's it's so important especially for our elderly. It, I can't tell you when I you know, I I'm an advocate for them. I'll go to bed. Yes. <laughs> yes, you will. Well, I just want to thank you for spending this time with me for sharing what your passion is all about for Meals on Wheels, the Culver Palms Meals on Wheels. And um, I'm going to have to check this out and see. You know, I love to talk. Maybe one day a week I could just call somebody and just check in and see how they're how you doing today. You know, what do you think of the Dodger game? Yes, I need to I'll give you a tour. (laughs) There you go. I would love I would love that. But you know, the reason that I do these podcasts every week, and it's been a long time, people that have been with me know that it's been over eight years, it's because of people like yourself that have a real calling, a real passion, and really are givers. And and I, I just respect and applaud what you're doing because you're touching lives perhaps that you don't even know. And and it's okay because it's what you do. So thank you, thank, thank you, you, Pam, Marcia. so very much for thank for you. joining me today. And and perhaps we'll talk again, you know, next year and see where you've moved from from now to then. But for now, everybody, I, I just want to <clears throat> I want to wish you all a lovely day. I apologize for trying to continue to clear my throat. I've been sick all week. I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties with our sound, but what has not changed is what we're doing and why we're doing it, and that is where the value sits. So until next week, everybody, I'll be back. So have a great week. Take care of yourself and those around you. Thanks once again, Pam. I'm going to let you start answering your phone calls now. Bye-bye, everybody.